God for the opportunity to share what he has done in my life and what he's still doing. And as uh, as Keith said, that I'm not perfect. And I want you guys to know that I'm definitely not perfect. Uh, but there is somebody who does see me perfect, and that's God. You know what I mean? So he designed me in a, in a special way, and I have to just allow him to uh, come into my, invade my life, and I have to just surrender so that way I can live in, in, in perfection. Um, before I start this, uh, I just want to apologize to my wife, and I'm about to cry. Yesterday I had a problem with my wife. We had a, 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 a big argument, you know, and this is just to tell you that I'm not perfect. I let it escalate to the point that I should have never escalated it to. I should have never let it happen. But I just want to say that Satan is a liar, you know, and that he has no authority over our lives. And if we know who we truly are, Satan cannot invade that, that private space with you and your wife. And he's trying to take out marriages. He's trying to take out the people from the church. He's trying to take us all out because that's what he's here for. He's trying to just eat us alive. You know what I mean? He doesn't want us to grow in Christ. And knowing that today I was going to share the word, obviously he attacked me harder than ever. And I allowed him to do whatever he did in my life. So I just, I just want you guys to know that, you know, I'm not perfect and none of us are perfect. Jesus is perfect. But we have the power right here to get Satan away from us. So I just wanted to share that real quick. Um, I'm going to pray again. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for who you are in our lives, Father God. I, I thank you, Father, that you have made us with a plan and a purpose. I thank you, Father God, that we are your children. And I thank you that you are always here to protect us, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, as your word says, Father God. Father, I pray for the marriages in the whole entire universe, Father God. Uh, I pray, Father God, that you just bond them together, Father God, and that no man or, or Satan, nobody can rob that marriage, Father God. I pray that you unite marriages stronger with a stronger bond than ever, Father. Um, I pray, Father God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Father God. I just thank you for for. Your word, Father, I just thank you for who you are, and I thank you for your protection. I, I pray for special hedge of protection over C.C. Nogi right now, Father, and anything that's going on in C.C. Nogi and any one of my family members, I just pray, Father God, that you protect them from that, and I just thank you for who you are. Father, I also pray that you help me suppress my flesh. Holy Spirit, have your way. Father, I turn this service over to you, and I just pray that you uh, be... You use me as a vocal cord, Father. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Um, you guys want to turn to Ephesians 2. Um, I'm going to read from 2 to 10. You guys don't have to turn there. I can read it real quick and, and do what I have to do. You guys are good? It says, as for you... You were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you follow the ways of, the, of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among <clears throat> all of us also lived among them at once at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, 
who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when he, I mean, even when we were dead in sins, it is by grace you have been saved. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that we, in order in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kingdom to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, for we are God's masterpiece created in Jesus in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. About a couple months ago, uh, we had a corporate fast in this church right here. It was a 21-day corporate fast. And as the, as the day started going, I was hit with a question. I started wrestling with a question, and I didn't really understand why I was wrestling with that question. Um, it hit me so hard that it made me happy. It made me sad. It made me confused all at the same exact time, which is kind of crazy. And uh, as I was growing up, I was Catholic. And, you know, through time, I stopped going to church at the age of 12 uh, or probably 11. Anytime I go to a church, it's for a marriage or a funeral or Easter. Uh, those were the only times that I used to go to church. And I got far from God. I, I, didn't, I never had a relationship with God. I didn't know a relationship with, what a relationship looked like with Jesus. I, I had no idea. Um, I, I was never taught that. And... So, you know, I grew up without a father, you know, so I, I, I ran the streets a lot. My mom raised me. She had two kids. The tears about to start rolling. Um, excuse me. So it was me and my sister. My mom raised us alone. And my mom did everything that she could possibly do to raise us right. Only thing is that she didn't know about Jesus herself. So I was raised in a household that for the most part, was good, what the world considers good. And uh, I got older, and, uh, you know, I had resentment towards my father because I figured, you know, why isn't he here? I also, deep down inside, felt that I was part of the reason why my father was no longer in, the, in my life. As the time goes by, Satan just kept on selling me lies. So he just kept on telling me, you're no good. You know, you're fatherless because you, you, you're worthless. You're, you're nobody. Um, he kept on telling me different things like, you know, you need more money. You, you, need, you need better things. You need to keep up with the Joneses. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but if you don't, I'll express it to you right now. It's just like <laughs> if there's somebody who, who has better things than you, you want to, you know, somebody buys a BMW, you want to buy a Mercedes-Benz. You always want to be on top of the Joneses. That's just what it means. Um, so I started selling drugs. You know, I, I figured, you know, I always had a job. I always had a good job. But I figured, you know what? He's right. You know, Satan's right. In my mind, I didn't know Christ. So whatever I'm hearing is absolutely right. So I started selling drugs, making a lot of money, um, bought a new car, bought jewelry, bought this, bought that. And all, all that I was getting was materialistic things. 
you know, and it was a temporary fix. For that time, it was like, it felt so great. Man, I got a brand new car. I feel fantastic. Then I got to keep up with the Joneses because they bought a brand new car. So I'm like, man, now I got to buy a truck. So I buy a brand new truck. Oh, I'm back on top. I got to get some jewelry. That's what I kept on doing. But Satan kept on feeding me more and more and more and more. And he just kept on telling me, this is what you need. But that was far from the truth. You see, the question that I was struggling with was, who am I? I didn't know who I was. You see, as I, as I got, I went to prison, and uh, I did three years in prison, in federal prison, and there is where God uh, did some work in me. God allowed, I, God allowed me to enter prison because he was trying to get my attention, and I was doing things I wasn't supposed to do, but he saved my life. See, that's when everything changed, and, and the the shift in the atmosphere came upon my life. I thought that I was the one, you know, selling drugs, making money, helping my family, and helping those in need. Uh, I was doing a good deed, you know what I mean? I, I did something great. Oh, man, I helped this person out. I gave him $1,000. I did this. I did that. But when God allowed me to go to prison, he takes me out of the equation. He takes me out of the world. But I'm in a box now. But from the box, I can kind of see what's going on in the world. So I seen that regardless that I'm no longer there, regardless that I'm not making any more money, regardless that I'm not giving anybody else money and I'm not taking care of anybody, they're still being taken care of. So I'm like, how can this be? I thought I was the man who did this. Like in my mind, I was the man. I, I'm the one who, who did all these things. But God allowed me to see that, no, no, you're not the one who does anything. I'm the one who takes care of everything. I provide. I'm providing for you right now. You're in prison and you still have everything that you need to have. You need money for phone calls. You have that. You need money for clothing. You have that. You need peace. The most peace I ever had, which is ridiculous, was in prison. Because I didn't have the thoughts of the world. I didn't have to worry about my watching my back saying this guy's probably going to get me because I sold drugs and this and that, whatever the case may be. But in prisons, when I, where I learned what a relationship is like with Christ. You see, I went to church every single Sunday. I went to church in prison. Every single Wednesday was prayer night, as we do here, which I encourage you guys to please come. It's very powerful. So, and we used to get an outside pastor to come in, in, into the prison and preach to us. And this guy had, you know, one day we, he gave service after that. He prayed over us, and he told me something that honestly, like, broke me down. Like, I started crying like crazy because he he prophesied over my life, basically. And this is the second time I heard this, that I'm supposed to be a pastor. And I'm like, me? I'm in prison right now. Who, who, who makes a, you know, who makes a prisoner a pastor? Like, I don't get it. I'm tattooed up. I mean, I was in the streets, gangs, and selling drugs and all of that. Me? So I, I prayed on it. I said, God, if this is real, if this is absolutely real, I need you to help me speak in tongues. I want to speak in tongues. I want the gift of tongues. Three days later was Wednesday night Bible study, prayer, and bam, it hits me. Now I know it's real. Now I know that God is real. You know what I mean? This whole time that I've been running the streets not understanding, now I know 
who God truly is. I know that he provides for me. I know that he takes care of me. I know my true identity now because no longer, you know, while I was in prison, you know, I was a prisoner. That's what I was labeled, a prisoner, you know, a drug dealer. I come out, as, as I was in prison, I had a lot of guys telling me, you know, when you, you go out into the real world, the real world, you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to get a job. You're not going to be able to live. There's a lot of things. These are people that's inside telling me the same thing. They're trying to bring me down. And one thing that I did stand on is like, man, my God can do anything. I said, I'm going to get a job because my God is going to provide. Because he's been providing for me ever since before I even knew. You know, when they talk about he knew you before you was in your mother's womb. He actually knew me. He created me. He knew what I was going to be. He knew what he... I was destined to be something. There was a plan and a purpose for my life. And those are things that I didn't understand before, but I understand it today. Even though I'm not perfect, I want to walk towards what God wants me to do. I want to do his will, not my own. Because my will is nothing. My will will be a worldly will. Uh, will. God's will is much more than we could ever imagine. He wants us to have eternal life. So anyway, when I come out of prison, I get my job in two weeks from coming out of prison. A couple months later, I get a better job. But this is all God, because now it's like I'm no longer in my mind, and the way God visions me, the way God looks at me, I'm no longer a drug dealer. I'm no longer a, 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 a felon. I'm no longer, you know, somebody who, who used to rob people. I'm no longer these things. This is not who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm spirit-filled. You know, this is who God makes me to be today. You know what I mean? I may look a certain way, you know what I mean? But God created me. That means I'm perfect. Not only am I perfect, but I'm unique. Each and every one of us has a gift that God gives you. Multiple gifts. We don't know that until... We get close to God and understand these things. I never knew that. And today I do. You know, I, I am unique and I do have a gift. And I, I, I just want to do his will. Not only am I spirit filled and am I unique, but I'm royalty. Each and every one of us here are royalty. If God, if our God is the king of kings, we are children, men and women, we are his children. We're prince and princesses. That's just who we are. We have to walk with our head up high in these streets knowing who we truly are. You know, and when we walk that way each and every day, I have to be reminded of this every day. But when we walk this way each and every day, we'll start to do the will of God, not even trying. We don't have to try to do the will of God. It automatically happens. Because now we're doing the things that God wants us to do. Now the spirit, we are spirit filled. So the Holy Spirit, which resides inside of us, will continue to blossom. And as we walk, we just shine in light everywhere we walk. This is just what God wants us to do. This is what it is. Man, I just thank God. See, Ephesians 2.10, I wasn't even going to preach on <laughs> some of this. You know, Pastor just told me, you know, share your testimony and, you know, and, and let the spirit do his thing. And I had something else planned and it kept on changing. So um, 
I just want to tell you guys, man, this is real life. Like, out here, it's not easy being a Christian. It really isn't. But just know when you are Christian and when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that you're protected. You always will be protected. And when you, we, we, we die to live. If you guys don't get that, we die, we actually die to live. Every single day I go to my tomb, as we spoke a couple weeks ago, I'm in my tomb, which is my car. And I praise, I praise the Lord, I pray, I do everything in there, and I come out refreshed, brand spanking new, alive again. And that's what we need to do each and every day. We have to come out alive. We need to die to ourselves because our worldly, our flesh is worldly. If we allow our flesh to just take over, we're not going to get anywhere. We have to allow the spirit to take over and just let us just continue to be in the spirit each and every day. And we'll be alive instead of dead. Um, I just want to I want to thank God for each and every one of you right now and I just I I praise God because me being up here is is, I don't boast on me preaching or anything like that I'm I'm just doing what God wants me to do and anybody can do this you know what I mean everybody has the opportunity to come up here and do the same exact thing and and I'm just glad that uh, Pastor allowed me to do it. I, I just I want to pray over a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I want to pray over our town, so I, I'm just going to take some time to just pray over stuff right now because uh, that's what I'm being led to, to do. So if there's anybody that's sick, anybody who's feeling a certain type of way, uh, anything, you could just raise your hand. You could come up here, whatever the case may be, and I'll just pray over you guys. If not, I'm going to pray anyway. And if you decide while I'm praying to come up here, I'll pray for you at that time. So, all right. Father God, I just thank you once again for this day. I thank you, Father, that you are perfect, Father. I thank you that you have made us perfect. I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for each and every one of our lives. Father, I pray for each and every person here, Father God, as it was prayed before, Father anxiety, stress, depression, oppression. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and you must flee right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray healing over our lives right now. Father God, I, I pray for a renewed mind. Your, your word says, Father, that we our minds are to be renewed. So, Father, I just pray right now that you touch each and every one of us and renew our minds, Father God. Renew our hearts, Father God. Soften them up. So we could receive more of you, Father. If there's any regrets or anything like that, Father God, I pray, Father, that you just remove it right now because that's not who we are. I just thank you, Father God, that you created us to be your children. And that we are more than conquerors. We are victorious in everything we do. That when we walk these streets, Father God, we walk with a bonus knowing that we are royalty. That we are no longer slaves to fear, Father God. As the song says, we are children of you, the most high God. Father God, I pray over addiction right now. I pray that you, re- that you remove it right now if there's anybody addicted to anything, Father God. That you remove that right now and you replace it with addiction to you, Father. Let us be addicted to your word, Father God. Let us walk more in your spirit, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father God. 
You are worthy to be praised, Father God. I just thank you for this time, Father, that we're here today to receive your word, to know our identity, and to know that you are the provider. You are our father. That those that think they're fatherless know that you have a father. I thought I was fatherless until I found him and he, he already knew me. So I thank you, Father God, for these things. I pray for C.C. Nogi, Father God, that we continue to grow strong in you, Father God. Father, I pray for Wednesday nights, Father, that you pack this house up. Father, that we, we have to do multiple praying, uh, prayer hours, Father God. Father, I pray, Father God, that Sunday, Sundays that we, we don't have enough space that we will have to do it outside in the parking lot, Father God, or something, Father God. I pray that you fill this house up, Father. Father, I pray for the women's night, Father God, that they receive, Father God, and that more women that we ever seen in our lives before will show up, Father God, because they want more of you. Lord, I pray once again for marriages, Father God, to be restored, restoration in our lives, in our marriages, Father. Restoration, Father God, in our lives, in our marriages, Father God. Restoration, Father God, that's what I'm praying right now, Father God. I believe, Father God, that you are restoring as I speak right now, Father. In Jesus' name, we are already restored. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Father God, I pray for every single person here, Father God, a special hedge of protection from the crowns of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father. Send thousands of warrior angels, Father God, to protect them. I just thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way in each and every one of our lives as well. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Pastor Jared. <laughs> so give you a little hand clap.